Yo, what is up? It's your boy Simba and welcome to episode number four of the Mental Acumen Podcast. Alright, let's get straight into it. Now, I was uh, in a coaching session with a client and this question came up. I said, Simba, what are the three things that I can focus on, right? Because there's so many different things I have to dig through and work through and it's becoming a little bit overwhelming, man. What are the three things that I can do or that I can focus on, the three areas that I can focus on to actually build my mental health on a consistent basis. And it's on this subject that I want to talk about in this podcast. All right, I'm calling this the three dimensions of mental health. Okay, the three dimensions of mental health. Basically what these are, these are three areas, key areas in your life that if you get these right, if you get these right, your mental health will automatically be getting better and better without you necessarily knowing about it. Right, because you have to start somewhere. So this is your foundation to building your mental health. I'll run you through a couple of my own experiences with different things that I've stumbled upon and explored across these three dimensions and how you can possibly apply some of these things to yourself. Right? All I ever tell you is from my own experience. So don't take it as the gospel. See how it works for your own life. Right? Because you can't just copy-paste everything. You can't be a sheep all the time. Assess it for yourself. See how it works for your life. And then... Make the decision. All right, so the three dimensions of mental health. Dimension number one. I was about to say episode number one, but no. Dimension number one of your mental health foundation is spirituality, okay? Spirituality. I'm not talking about religion. The problem is there are so many religions these days in the world, right? First of all, if you look at religion, the reason why it doesn't work, the reason why you see somebody who's following a particular religion that says, oh, you shall not eat beef, for example, or you shall not eat pork, right? In front of all their religious friends and people who follow the same religion, they are observing it and looking at it like they're observing. But you walk down to Macca's, guess what? The same person is chomping down a cheeseburger, right? And Macca's doesn't do non-meat cheeseburgers, right? They're chomping down on maybe, I don't know, even like lamb chops or something in an Outback Steakhouse, right? Behind the scenes, you're not really living what you're doing. If you look at even the word religion, right? Religion is not spirituality. These are two different things. The word religion, if you break it down, they call it the etymology. In other words, the root of the word religion, it actually means to bind. In other words, to restrain, to to lock down, to chain to something, right? If you want to go deeper, to oppress. So you are chained to having to do these amount of steps so that you feel like you're accepted by the greater God that you're deciding to worship, right? Religion in itself is basically another way that people are being led into being a sheep, right? Sheep without a shepherd, without a master. They're just doing things because they were told by somebody, hey, you have to come every single Saturday and tell me every bad thing that you've done and then I will pray for you and then I will tell you that you are now forgiven, right? And so, of course, you feel like you're being controlled by so many of these things and that's why people hate religion because it's literally controlling them, it's binding them to things, right? And you convince yourself that it's working, it's working when really it doesn't, right? Because the second that you get to skip out on something, they say, oh, hey, we're fasting for 21 days, right? For you just go, ah, oh, great. Another customer got to follow, right? So you say, yeah, yeah, I've been fasting, I've been fasting, but nobody's really watching. So you're chomping down some, some macros, chomping down some chicken nuggets, having some ice cream. Because for you, you are literally feel, feeling like you're being 
bound. Right? So when I say the first dimension of spirituality, I'm not talking about following religious principles. Okay? What I'm talking about is find something that you believe in, that you connect with. I don't know about you. I believe there's a higher power. I believe in God. I'm not even going to lie to you. Right? There is a higher power. You have to just look around at the way that certain things are for you to go, okay, maybe there definitely is. Like the human body, the most intricate machine ever. Somebody has to have made it. Or if you believe in the black hole that created all these things, somebody have has to have made that black hole, if that's what you believe. Right? If you believe in a past life bringing you into this current life that you're in as a human and you're something else somebody has to have created that process if that's what you believe in right the reason why i said the human body is so intricate and somebody has to have made it there's no way that somebody could have just not made it is something goes wrong with your body you're feeling a pain somewhere and even doctors the most educated doctors they have to run tests and a hundred different things sometimes they don't know what's wrong with you sometimes they do know what's wrong with you Right, so the human body is the most intricate machine there is. So it makes sense for you to have some sense of spirituality, something that you connect with, not because it's a set of rules and principles, but because it's something that you use to guide you, right? Something that you use to put your hope and your faith in, right? Believe that something else out there exists that is watching over you. Whatever it is that you believe, up to you. I'm not here to push nothing on you. Like I said, religion will push things on you. It will shove things down your throat and you end up feeling oppressed and forced into submission just because, right? Whereas spirituality is, how do I develop my soul? How do I develop my spirit? Because see, man is a spirit. Human beings, we are a spirit first and then we've got flesh and then we've got a mind and a body and all this kind of stuff, right? If you don't believe me, think about this. Your grandmother or your grandfather or your great-great-grandfather, they're a spirit. Then, <coughs> excuse me, their body might no longer be here, but their spirit still lives because you remember all these memories. You still feel their effect. That's why people go, oh, you know what? I feel like my great-uncle is watching over me. Why? Because the spirit of that person is real. That, that is exactly what forms the person. Is the interaction that your spirit has with their spirit Right? So when I say spirituality, it's a way of connecting with a higher power or whatever you believe. But find something because what that will do is it will give you certain answers. I'll give you some examples from my own. Ages ago, you know, uh, so I grew up in a Christian home, right? And generally there is this saying where, look, just because you grow up in a Christian home doesn't make you a Christian. And yo, it's true. It is 100% true. You're not something by default, Right? And what religion is really good at is giving you instructions and boundaries and stuff like that. But then you start searching for answers. That's where people go off the rails because you're searching for answers. You're like, all right, but why? But why this? But why that? But why that? And so you keep running around looking for answers and you never find it. Right? So I looked at a bunch of things. You know, there's so much out there. There's stuff like, you know, to do a stoicism and Tao, like, 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 Taoism, I think that's what they call it. I don't remember. There's Buddhism, there's Hinduism, there's all these different religions, right? I look at, for example, uh, some religions, I'm like, you know what? There's just, just too many things that don't make sense for me. Over here, there's too many things that don't make sense. Over here, there's too many things that don't make sense. And I stumbled upon, I'm not, not the Christian religion, but the faith. What I mean is the principles, right? That, that, that I believed in according to the Bible. Then I'm like, hang on a second, I've got some answers here. Oh, okay, these are some answers. 
Jesus man, okay, somebody has to have written this book for it to impact so many people in the way that it does. And you look at all this stuff that's going on in the world right now. It was written in the Bible 2,000 plus years ago. And to this day, I'm looking at it, I'm reading I'm like, yo, this Bible already knows that something is about to happen. It already knows and it predicts things, so, which is why I made the choice. I'm like, look, I'm going to believe in God, and that's, that's where I'm going to get my spiritual development from and understanding the principles, not the rules and the regulations and the you must do this and this and this and this. No, no, like the principles and the foundational beliefs and assessing how does that work for me? Does that work for my life? You know what? It actually does. So choose your own. Find something to believe in because by doing that, it gives you something to have hope in. Don't just follow a quote-unquote religion or a faith because your parents told you to, because your cousin told you to, your sister or whatever. Because somebody told you, don't just do it because somebody told you to. Look at it for yourself. Say, hey, how does that resonate with me? How does that work for my life? Does it work? First of all, can I actually begin to believe these things and walk in that belief? If the answer is yes, then you found something that you can connect with. If the answer is no, keep searching. Right? Some people get deep into yoga. Right, If yoga is the way that you feel like you're enhancing your spirit, yo, by all means, do it. But the point is, don't just pick something and say, you know what, they say this is good, so I'm going to do that. No, no, no. The way of mental health is assessing, okay, does this work for my life? Can I resonate with this? And then from that point, if the answer is yes, then you're sweet. If the answer is no, keep on looking. Okay? Keep on looking. Some people get into all sorts of different walks of life, different wisdom literature. I encourage you, read all the wisdom literature you can find. All the books about spirituality that you can find. The thing is, no one can give it to you. You actually have to go search it for yourself. And once you found something that resonates with you, then begin to adopt it into your daily life. Okay? So that's step number one. Dimension number one is your spirituality. Dimension number two is your mentality. When I say your mentality, what I'm talking about is the mind, right? AKA the brain. See, the human brain is the most amazing machine there is. You eat a piece of chocolate, the brain goes, okay, cool, release this chemical, do this, do that, and do that to the body. You watch a particular movie, the brain goes, oh, okay, that looks pretty nasty. And it makes you feel all these emotions, like the brain controls all of that. Right Now, there are two kinds of people that are walking around. Those are being programmed by somebody else and those who intentionally program themselves. See, if you're being programmed by somebody else, the media, magazines, movies, TV, Netflix, other people, whatever, all that's happening is your mentality, the way that your brain functions subconsciously is being decided by someone else. So, of course, it makes sense that you don't feel like you're big enough in the gym because the magazine said, you know what, guys who are at least this big get all the ladies, or guys who are at least this big and this big and have this tattoo, they are the sexiest alive, right? So, you keep chasing all these things because you're trying to be led by somebody else who can constantly change your mind, right? In three seconds, I want you to blink. One, two, three, blink. That's how quickly somebody can change your mind. So, what you find is called sexy today is something else tomorrow. And now you're chasing that, right? So it's all about your mentality. What is programming your mentality? If you are around people who are constantly negative and, 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 and bickering and they're always complaining and they're always, there's always something wrong with them, always something negative, guess what? You're going to become that. No sweat. Real quick, there's going to be you, right? 
don't believe it? When was the last time that you were hanging around somebody and you suddenly started saying a word or a phrase that they always say and you're like, huh, so-and-so says that? It's because every time you were around them, your brain got used to being around that particular collection of words so much that it decided, hey, we've been around this, let's practice it. Let's recall it in a certain situation. You go, oh, you're like, oh, hey, so-and-so says that, right? There's a movie, like a really popular movie, like I was in the gym now with one of my boys today and even some of the guys that, you know, that I, that I work with on a professional basis and <laughs> this thing came up, right? This is, I, I do know, I still don't know where it's from, but it's like, what's up? Right, I cannot remember exactly where that's from, but somehow I've been around enough people who kept saying that I've watched some movie or some TV show along the way and that became a common thing to the point where somebody said it and I said it back and like you're reciprocating. Right? So my, mind, my mentality was programmed to say that by things that I don't even remember what they are. So the things that you spend your time around, you're going to become exactly like them. Right? So if you're being programmed by somebody else, you're just going about life, you're a robot of somebody else, just doing what other people do. The person that intentionally programs themselves is the person that educates themselves. So what, what are you reading on a daily basis? What sort of information? You don't even have to be reading. Just put something new inside of you on a daily basis. What are you reading on a daily basis? Are you listening to something that will add some knowledge to you on a daily basis? Are you watching something that will add some knowledge to you on a daily basis? What are you putting in to program your mentality in a different way? Right? I've got some books here in my bookshelf. I don't know how many books I've got, but there's a couple of books that I've got the other day. One is called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. And another one is called the perennial seller, right? Let me grab this one. So the Code of the Extraordinary Mind. This is a book that I bought last week, right? So about seven days ago. And each time I pick up this book, I go, okay, cool. What is one principle I can actually implement on a daily basis, right? What's something that I can actually take out of this book? Because see, it's one thing to read a hundred books in a month or in a year, but what are you actually applying, right? So what is the new information that you're learning? How are you applying it? And what that does for your mental health is it keeps it ticking and moving. It builds it. It focuses your mind on always learning and improving. But if you're not putting anything to teach your mind to continue to learn and improve, guess what? By default, you're getting worse and you're going backwards. Okay? So for example, I don't even have to open this because I know the last, the last thing that I, I recently applied. So in, the, in this book, um, The Code for the Extraordinary Mind, the author talks about what he calls a set point. And a set point is your default. Some of you might remember this from the last podcast episode. Your set point is the default standard that you stick to for a particular thing, right? So for example, you work out five times a week. You eat clean three times a week. You drink a liter of water every day. It's your minimum standard. That's your set point. So I started implementing that into my own life, right? To the point where I'm like, all right, cool. I work out twice a day, five days a week. And the other two days, I can just kind of do whatever I want. But that's my set point. That is the minimum standard I promise myself to never go below. What that does for your mental health, though, by implementing these new things, it gets your brain and your mind used to implementing and growing on a continual basis. Right? Your mentality and your mental health grow stronger the more information you put into it and practice. Right? Notice to say and practice. You put in and practice, not just put in. Otherwise, you just get a clogged up brain that's full of information, right? You're well-educated, but you know nothing, 
right? They talk about jack of all trades, but master of none. Jack of all books, but implementer of none. I'm a coin that one. So dimension number two is your mental, your mentality. What are you putting into your mentality? Because automatically something will happen to you and you go, hang on a second. I remember what I learned from this book. I'm going to do that right now. Right? Quick example. Somebody sent me an email the other week and they were, they were annoyed, like, like super, super annoyed about something which I had no idea was happening. Um, and they, they needed some, some second perspective on it. And so I remember in this book, uh, oh, I think it's Carnegie or one of the, I don't remember, but How to Win Friends and Influence People. It talks about this one circumstance where they were dealing with a company that they needed, to, they needed them to do something, right? But he says there are two ways you can do it. The first way you can do with it is berate them and go back to them and say, you know what, you're supposed to do this, you owe us this, you owe us this, that's your service agreement, that's this, that's that, that's that, right? Put yourself in your own shoes and disregard the other person. Well, the other way you can deal with it is recognize that, hey, they might be struggling with some stuff. It's tough times in the world right now. Uh, you know, you're, not, you're not quite sure what sort of logistical nightmares they're having. It's probably a big job and appreciating all the things that they have to do. So he goes, those first four paragraphs of the email that you're going to write. So three quarters of your email is acknowledging that they have things that they have to take care of, which you're not quite aware of and appreciating them for that. And at the bottom of your email saying, we haven't received our shipment for X, Y, Z. You know, and uh, your turnaround time says it's is roughly seven days. Um, we'll just like we would like to know how we can get this expedited, right? And so I positioned this to this gentleman who emailed me this, and I say, hey, look, re re respond like this. First three quarters, you know what? Acknowledge that they've got things to deal with. The last part, the last quarter, then put your request, right? Put their interest first, and then put your request. And they came back and they, were, they, they did everything that he wanted them to do, which he didn't really say. He only said one thing and that worked, right? So implement the things that you put in, practice them, and they become second nature automatically, right? That's dimension number two. Dimension number three is the easiest one, but difficult to do is physical, all right? So then dimension number one, spiritual. Dimension number two, mental or mentality. And dimension number three, physical right physical is very straightforward are you training your body are you treating your body like trash quite simple are you hitting the gym are you keeping your weight under control are you exercising on a regular basis every single day what are you doing to help your body stay in good function because what happens is if you don't train your body all the time or at least exercise, your body will begin to break down bit by bit. That's where you get people who bend down to tie their shoelace and they tweak their back. Stupid little injuries like that because you're not doing some basic level of core training, some back training. Right? You're not training your abs or your back. You have some injuries where somebody goes to stretch their morning stretch and their shoulder dislocates. Simple little stuff like that. Right? So are you training your body? Are you exercising every day? See, what exercising does for your mental health is it gives you an escape. So next time you have an argument with that person, you're not going off at them. You now have a way to escape. You're not eating yourself out of your depression. You have a way to escape. You've got a place to escape. You go, you know what? I'm going to put this into the gym. And that's how I'm going to deal with it. Right? Recycle the pain. Here's an example. This was the biggest one for me. Even to this day, you know what? I, I train twice a day, five days a week, and then Saturday, Sunday, some days I'll do twice a day, some days I'll do three times, um, but some days I'll do once, right? 
So I remember a few years ago, so I, I was dating this one girl and then she broke up with me over text. Like, I mean, it was, a, it was a textbook on a text message. And I was like, damn, she wouldn't pick up the phone. She didn't want to talk back to me or whatever, just text. And so I remember the pain that I felt that day, it was intense. And I was like, yo, how the heck do I deal with this? For the next week straight, for the next week, because my heart was in pain, yo. My heart was in pain. And if you're not careful, your heart stays in pain. Your brain starts to mimic whatever your heart's feeling and keeps giving you reasons to continue feeling the pain. And you end up in a pit of depression, right? So my heart was in pain and I was like, yo, what's the best way to get rid of this? You know what? Let's hit the gym. So for the next week, three hours a day I was training. And that's just one straight session. But what was I doing? I was taking that pain that I was feeling because I needed, I needed some kind of release, some kind of release, some kind of escape. And so I took that and put it into my gym workout. I have my music on and every time I'm like, ah, time to lift another set, I just, I remembered that pain. I felt that pain and I just put it all into whatever, whatever I was doing, whether it was deadlift or squat or whatever. And it gave me this like power and drive. And as the days went by, I began to release and release and release. So instead of this issue causing my mental health, within about a week, I was fine. I remember my buddy at the time, he took me to the gym. Three hour sessions, or sometimes he'd pick me up from the gym. We'll go hang out. Right, I love him for that. God bless him. By having a way to escape through physical activity, number one, I was letting my body express the pain. Because if you don't express the pain, the pain is going to implode on the inside of you. Right, so I had to let it out. So training your body gives you an escape, right? A place for you to escape so that your mind is not clogged up with the same issue. While you're still in pain, yeah, it'll be clogged up, but as long as you're training it out, you're giving it some sort of way out, letting your heart pound and go nuts and just release all this emotion, you'll bring yourself back down to earth, right? So how do you implement this? So spirituality, number one, I don't know, maybe you need to do some yoga, maybe you need to pray every single day, whatever you decide, okay? Maybe you need to read some wisdom literature, something to build your so, all right, that's dimension number one. Dimension number two, mentality. Learn something new every day. Put on a podcast about business or finance or something you're interested in learning, right? You don't have to learn it all day. Just spend 15 minutes. 15 minutes, plug it in, right? Listen to a podcast about something that will educate you just for 15 minutes. Or watch a YouTube video on something new for 15 minutes. If you can implement it straight away, great. Grab a book, read something, find where you connect with and where you can actually implement just spend 15 minutes and you're done. Number three, physical. When you wake up, do 30 push-ups, right? Or do 10 push-ups three times. Or do 20 push-ups three times. Go for a walk, go for a run, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Do some squats, do some crunches, do some sit-ups, do something. That is the easiest way to implement these three dimensions, right? So number one, again, spirituality. Yoga, praying, meditation, whatever the heck will build your soul, do that. Number two, mentality. Learn something new every day and then implement it. Practice it. In dimension number three, physical. Train your body every single day. Do some form of exercise. And if you just spend 15 minutes with each one of these dimensions, that's 45 minutes to greater mental health. That's all you got to do. Hope that helps inbox your boy. Make sure you hit me up on the Instagram. The official account for the podcast is at the mental acumen. At T-H-E-M-E-N-T-A-L-A-C-U-M-E-N. 
my direct IG, where a lot of you are hitting me up on the inboxes, is at the Simba Ebenezer. So T H E S I M B A E B E N E Z E R. You can find me there. Inbox me. Let me know how you go implementing the three dimensions of mental health. I'll catch you on the next episode. Done.